Today on the news and why it matters, uh, the DOJ administrative review into the origins of the Russia investigation has taken a major turn into a full-fledged criminal investigation. We got a lot to talk about. Starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear, uh, Pat Gray, who is thrilled to be here. Love it. Thrilled love to be it. here. Yes. And uh, Giancarlo Sopo, thank you for coming back. Great. Uh, it's always great to have you. Uh, got a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, Genesis 950. Pat. You're a, mm -hmm. a tried and true believer in Genesis 950. Absolutely. Tell you know, I have, uh, not only do I have a dog in the house mm -hmm. who has no manners whatsoever. <laughs> really? Uh, but I have something called uh, uh, grandchildren. Mm -hmm. uh, so we get lots <laughs> of stains yeah. uh, on our carpeting. And I don't worry about it anymore because the Genesis uh, 950 concert just cleans it right up. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. It's the, it is by far the best stain remover I've ever used. It really is. So if you're thinking about replacing your carpets or anything like that, or um, maybe you're like me and you just got a new puppy in the house. And I, the first accident she had, I was like, thank God I have Genesis 950 because I'm going to be using the crap out of it in the next six months. <laughs> Literally using the crap <laughs> using out of it. The crap yeah. out of it. Thank yeah, you, Pat. Get that out. <laughs> uh, so you can go to, you can, it's available on Amazon. All right. So if you're really lazy and you do all your shopping online on Amazon, you can do that. But you should probably just kind of give us credit for it. Uh, you can go to Genesis950.com. You will also get a free spray bottle and a discount if you use promo code BLAZE. That is Genesis950.com. Don't waste your money replacing your carpets. Try Genesis950 first. Genesis950.com. Promo code BLAZE. Uh, so the Department of Justice uh, administrative review into the Russia investigation has, of course, turned into a full-fledged criminal investigation led by uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham, who was appointed by, of course, Bill Barr. And um, it's interesting because uh, I did see on Twitter that impeach Barr was trending. So, you know, I mean, why do we... We don't need, we don't need investigations. We needed the, the two-year however much taxpayer money we, we spent on the Russia investigation, we needed that. The other investigations, though, we, we should just not do those. Yeah. We I should mean, not do those. This is, you know, it's, it's a tactic, right? I mean, like the impeach bar thing. Like, they're trying to say, you know, obviously you can call Trump a partisan in this, in this situation. He wants to defend himself. And then they went to bar, and they're like, ah, oh, he's also, he also just a... You can't do this with John Durham. I mean, he's one of the most respected investigators you're going to be able to find. He did stuff... You know, he, just, he was one of the guys that was involved in the torture investigation back with the, uh, with the Bush administration. He's gone after both sides. He's very well respected. If this guy has found something, he's, he's found something. Um, so that's kind of a big, uh, big deal. Um, and I think, you know, this is, you know, I've looked at this, this, what we know so far of the Ukraine thing, and I don't think it's an impeachable thing. I, I've, I've made the case here on that many times. Um, the way they've handled it, though, I think has been pretty poor, you know, mm -hmm. trying to focus on the quid pro quo and all these lines. They've drawn like 10 red lines, and every day there's a new piece of information that walks them over another one. This is their best defense. Their best defense is to show that there's a lot of crap going on. You know, show, show both sides of it. It's one of the things that Glenn's tried to do with mm -hmm. Ukraine. It's, you know, and just show the facts. Show the facts of the other side because there's a lot going on there. And if you have a legitimately well-respected investigator that's going to go in there and say, you know what, this stuff that went on with this Russia investigation actually was, uh, was shady. There is criminal activity there. 
Uh, I think they have a, a good way to present this to the American people. What we've heard about what might be coming out with this investigation seems to be much worse than anything they're, they're going after with Ukraine. And I will point out, uh, I want to bring you two gentlemen into the conversation, that the DOJ guidelines do say that federal investigators must have a reasonable indication that a crime has been committed before they can even open up an investigation. There must be an objective, factual basis for initiating the investigation. A mere hunch is insufficient. So... Sounds like they have something pretty uh, conclusive yeah. to at least investigate. And my guess is it's nothing conclusive against uh, Donald Trump. This is <laughs> going to be something conclusive against somebody pretty juicy mm-hmm. uh, on the Democrat side. And then they're not going to be so excited about this investigation anymore. Uh, and it's already starting. Mm-hmm. So the Times actually said um, that... This is the move is being seen by many that Trump is using the Justice Department to go after his perceived enemies. So that's their spin. Rachel Maddow also covered this on her show yesterday evening. And uh, here was her little spin on why this was happening. Watch. To start right out of the gate tonight with some breaking news uh, that has just come in from The New York Times. This is the news that honestly uh, we've been sort of expecting for some time or thinking that if things got really bad, it might come to this. As of tonight, according to the New York Times, it has come to this. As you can see, this is the headline just posted at the Times. Justice Department is said to open criminal inquiry into its own Russia investigation. And I'll quote to you from the article. Uh, Again, this just posted tonight. Uh, Quote, President Trump has repeatedly attacked the Russia investigation, portraying it as a hoax and illegal, even months after the special counsel closed it. Now, Mr. Trump's own Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into how it all began. They knew this was coming, guys. They knew. Yeah. They knew. They were just waiting. If things got bad, they knew that Donald Trump would try some crazy little thing, underhanded scheme, to just make up things. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's clear that the Justice Department has immense latitude in terms of what it chooses to investigate. And clearly what happened here is that this is an investigation... I'm all for getting to the bottom of what happened with uh, the Russian interference in the election, but clearly this is an investigation that started under uh, some false pretenses, and we really do need to get to the bottom of what exactly was it, where did it originate from, Mm -hmm. and uh, where was the FBI being misled by political partisans. Yeah. Um, Now, if I might just float a theory out here, Um, at the same time that we learn about this criminal investigation taking place, Um, Michael Flynn's legal team just filed, uh, I think it was like 37-page filing in court alleging that FBI agents manipulated official records of the National Security Advisor's 2017 interview that led to him being charged um, with lying to investigators, which is a felony. And it's pretty, to me, it seems pretty solid if we could go through some of these these uh, tweets, and I encourage everyone to to go and check out these documents because these tweets list the documents in here and it highlights the relevant parts. Uh, but it says that um, Lisa Page allegedly edited the Flynn 302. Now a 302 is the official uh, summary of the agent's interview with whoever the the suspect is. So also that James Clapper told a Washington Post reporter to basically, quote, take the kill shot on Flynn. Um, It also includes new Lisa Page, Peter Strzok texts, um, where Strzok tells Lisa Page, I made your edits. 
and they talk about misleading leadership uh, about picking up the 302. They also talk about uh, that they left the interview thinking to themselves that Flynn did not lie. Uh, and then they kind of tweaked it later on. Agent notes say that Flynn wasn't sure that he spoke to Kislyak on the, on the UN vote. And then they changed it in the 302. The 302 says different. The 302 says uh, that he stated that he did not. So um, a lot remain. There's a couple more tweets here, but a lot obviously uh, remains to be seen in this. But based on what we know with the whole Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, uh, you know, relationship and all that's come out on that kind of leads me to believe that this may have something to do with this criminal investigation that's taking place. Maybe part of it. Yeah, it seems like it would be odd timing. I yeah. Mean, I, I, it will recall that Michael Flynn pled guilty to this. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, maybe I would like to, you know, we got to see how this comes right. out. Um, it could be that he was, he felt pressured or whatever and felt like it was just the right thing to do. We'll have to see as, as that plays out. The one major problem I have with this, um, and it's why I don't think anyone should go down this road, is my wife's name is Lisa Page. <laughs> and she's not that Lisa Page, but she is named Lisa Page. Uh, and, so here it all comes again. And here it all comes again. And now every time I turn on the, like, do you know how weird it is to see your wife's name trending on Twitter? That is not a comfortable feeling. Um, God, what happened? What the hell happened? Um, I will say too, she has a podcast uh, called Lisa Page Made Me Do It, which is going to get mis <laughs> it's going to get misinterpreted in the scandal, I think, because um, Peter Strzok is probably going to be tweeting that like crazy. Lisa Page yeah, Made Me Do It. Um, I, you know, I don't know. We, we, this is all, all kind of breaking information. Yeah. You know, I think. This is the right road for them to go down and, and show that, you know, look, at the very least, people will come out on the other side. This is just talking politically. At the very least, people are going to come out on the other side and be like, well, both sides are all a mess. Mm -hmm. And I'm just yeah. going to pick the guy who I think is going to lead the or, or, or lady that will lead the country the best way. Yeah. Um, and that's that's where Trump needs to land, I think, when it comes election wise after this. Yeah. I also think, honestly, the story has gotten incredibly confusing. Yeah, like for like ninety nine percent of the people. It, yeah, it's going to be hard for the average yeah. American to digest. Yeah, yeah, like it, it honestly is like people have lives, people have things to do, and and this story just keeps playing out. It kind of reminds me in some ways of like the OJ trial, mm -hmm. where at some point like the the, the prosecution's case against OJ got incredibly complex on like DNA evidence, and they started explaining the whole science. People just tuned out. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a great point. Like, people just kind of threw their hands up and just said, "Well, I like him or I don't," and that's kind of where people came down. Yeah. Pat, um, I feel like if we could come up with some other definition other than deep state, when we're talking about yeah. government officials working together, you know, mm -hmm. on the inside to target someone else uh, in government, you know, take Trump down, whatever the case may be. I feel like if we could give it a different name that didn't sound so conspiratorial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're talking career politicians. Right. Career um, bureaucrats. Yeah, yeah, bureaucrats. People who've been in the State Department for 30 and 40 years. It's not sexy, though. It, it's no not sexiness. sexy, but deep yeah. state does sound so conspiratorial. It's like what Obama always went to with the birther thing. Mm -hmm. Anytime he was in trouble, they brought up the birther thing mm -hmm. to show how conspiratorial the other side was against him. And then that, that tended to, at least to them, they thought that, that smeared everybody, with the, with, painted everybody with the same brush. You're all conspiracy uh, theorists, if you believe anything about Obama. Um, to to kind of like look at the Trump part of this, though, for a second, I think it is important to look at. I mean, there are a lot of these guys like Taylor. It was a you know career you know bureaucrat. He was the yeah. ambassador of Ukraine personally or previously, yeah. but he was also 
hired by Donald Trump. Like a lot of these times we throw this like, oh, these guys, people are just, they're just, you know, State Department people. Well, he picked a lot of these people and they're winding up saying these things about him. And I think part of this, it goes deeper than whether he did something right or did something wrong. Trump has done two things that I think uh, uh, one of them is, is his is his fault, which was really before there was anything to do with with the intelligence uh, and this, the deep state. He started talking about it publicly and calling them like members of the Nazi party. And like that does not make you any friends in the community. Uh, we said that at the time. I remember over yeah. and over again, yeah. like, look, you know. Stop picking fights. With Don't them. pick fights with people that have every piece of yeah. secret information. Like, yeah. it's not a good idea. Not good. That part of it is his fault. What's not his fault is that because, he, you know, Trump doesn't come from a traditional uh, base of support within the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. He was forced to sort of choose when he was putting everything together from two um, two buckets. One, loyalists, which he tried, and a lot of them were really erratic, and a lot of them got fired, and a lot of them he doesn't talk to anymore. Um, and then the other side, we're sort of like generic Republican people in government. And those people never liked Trump. Yeah. They didn't like him in the beginning. They didn't support him through the election. So he would wound up having to put a lot of those people in important roles. And when they, you know, diverged from each other in policy, a lot of them knew that they didn't like it and wound up kind of keeping records on the things that they didn't like. So he doesn't have a lot of loyalty from these people. They were kind of people who were just doing their jobs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you want that. You want to have... Uh, you don't want someone, I don't want to insinuate you want someone who's going to lie Too for you loyal, or be right. illegal or do Like, you don't necessarily want, Rudy Giuliani comes to mind. You don't need Rudy Giuliani in these roles, yeah. but you do need someone who's at least going to agree with your policy and kind of embrace it, even if they don't fully agree with it. You're serving the president of the United States, you're serving our American foreign policy, and that comes from him, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Uh, do, do you feel bad for these attorneys, uh, these people who get put in charge of these investigations? Like Bill Barr, I feel terrible for him. It's like <laughs> he's hated by half the country. He's mm-hmm. like, I was just trying to do my job. Durham, is, the same thing is going to apply to him, whether or not whatever he finds or doesn't one find, side or the other. one side or the other is going to call for his head. I feel so bad for them. I wonder if, I guess you can't like pass. <laughs> like if they're like, <laughs> hey, can you handle this? And he can just be like, I'm going to pass on that. Well, you can. Can you? You just have to do it before it starts. Like, you know, Mueller was like this, like where Mueller came in completely respected by both sides. Right. But they yeah. were, these people were assigned to this. Uh, Jeff you know, Sessions. Sessions. Yeah. 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 That's true. Well, he recused himself. Right. To him. yeah. yeah. That's true. By the way, Taylor, this guy who did all this big, uh, you know, uh, uh, testimony behind the scenes. Uh, a, didn't want to take the job. His wife told him, absolutely do not take the job. And he took it anyway. And then here he is. So I guess is he's still married. I think it's listening to your wife. I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> All right. Back in a minute. Apparently this is a good idea. <laughs> it is. It is? Yeah. Is that confirmed? Spoiler alert. Really? Yes, absolutely. 100%. Before we get back into it, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Uh, So if you are one of many Americans who you just live in constant pain, maybe you are getting up there in age. I don't know. I'm not judging. Uh, Maybe you've had some sort of accident. Maybe you're a runner. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, all I know is I myself have reached the age where things hurt. Like I get out of bed and pull a muscle. (laughs) <laughs> and it's very depressing. Uh, but a relief factor is there for those of you who you just got that constant pain. Maybe you've tried prescription drugs. They haven't worked for you. Uh, maybe you've tried, you know, massage or acupuncture. And it just you just keep feeling that pain. 
Try Relief Factor. It's 100% drug-free. It targets the inflammation in your body, which uh, usually is the root cause of your pain. You don't realize it. It's the inflammation that's causing your pain. Uh, We've had so many listeners and so many viewers writing in, especially to Glenn. I know he shares them on the radio show all the time. They are writing in saying, Relief Factor changed my life. Because if you are in pain all the time, you know how life-changing it could be to just get out of pain. Uh, Also, your spouse will thank you. You can go to relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, and the majority of people who try it, they go on to keep ordering more because it's working for them, and it's changed their lives. Let it change yours. You can go to relieffactor.com. Get that quick start. It's relieffactor.com. A couple days ago, we talked about Representative Katie Hill's uh, political problems. She had a mm-hmm. somewhat bizarre one way to put it. photograph um, leak of her sitting in the nude <laughs> brushing a yeah. young staffer's hair. My, my boss have. has never done that to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, no. I'm glad you clarified. Yeah. Oh, Glenn, you how often reach? has Glenn done that with us? <laughs> three, three, only three to five times a week. <laughs> a week. Yeah, about every week. <clears throat> so <Yeah>. weird. <clears throat> so weird. Well, now there's a, a house house ethics committee inquiry uh, being launched into her behavior. More photos uh, were released yesterday. There's one where she's nude again. This woman does not like clothes, apparently. She's holding a bong in one of the photos. Um, And then another one of her kissing a staff worker. Lady's got some issues. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great (laughs) way of putting it. I I don't, uh, like... It's one thing to get into politics and then start cra- living crazy and get caught. It's another thing to be living crazy and then decide to go into <laughs> politics. Like I, mm-hmm. it's such a weird choice if you're going to you're going to be this person who has fights with former you know lovers and you know these photos are out here. And it brings like an important point to the table, which is there are approximately five people on Earth that look good in naked photos. <laughs> you are not one of them. Um, I don't know, Pat. No, no, no offense. Giancarlo? No, no definitely. Uh, if you were watching this no. right now, no offense, you're not one of them. Unless you happen to be at the Victoria's Secret headquarters, then then you can start making different decisions. <laughs> it's just not a good policy to point a camera at yourself without your clothes on. Don't let it happen. Don't let anyone else take a picture of you. These are easy, safe steps. Uh, because honestly, like with this, if it wasn't for these photos... What would we have here? Some some former staffers making accusations, an ex-husband saying crap. Who knows if that stuff's true? Yeah. Beyond the fact that it's not a good idea and there's a lot of uh, moral issues and political issues here because you get yourself compromised relatively easily when these photos exist. All that being said, like the, the easiest step to take is don't get nude photos of yourself in any context at any time. There's never a good reason for it. Can but I especially ask? with a staffer. Yes. With a congressional staffer when that's against the law. Don't do that. That's probably Also bad. a bong. It, also mm-hmm. a bong. It could be problematic. I, yeah. could, I would also add, just as the female at the table, I would also add just one little, mm-hmm. uh, little asterisk to what okay. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are to take a nude photo... Yes. Don't let them do it from the bottom going up. Uh, you're never going to get a flattering. A you're look, never no. going to get a flattering <laughs> yeah. picture that way. You got to go from. You got to angle down. You got to angle down. It's Katie, a, yeah. what are you angle. thinking? Yeah, thank you. I'm thank not sure you. there's any angle there that would have mattered <laughs> in that no. department. But uh, it was interesting because she was denying all this. Yep. Yeah. She was saying, "Oh no, he's abusive yeah. and." Uh, none of this is true. And then he's got photos to back up absolutely everything he said. It's uh, it's shocking, really. And this is the first woman to ever be investigated for this in Congress. Yeah. I, well, we, we wanted equal rights. Right, no. <laughs> now we got them. You are the same. We all are the same. <laughs>
I think people can do whatever they want with their, with their personal lives. I think it's inappropriate to do it with a staffer. What I thought was also kind of strange is that apparently she has like a Nazi white cross tattoo oh, yeah, on her that hip, too. Yeah. which I thought was kind I mean, of strange. Again, you know? I saw that headline too, and it's like, it can't be a Nazi tattoo. No, right? no, like, I, There's I, no reason to believe. I'm I sure mean, it's not. she could be a plant still. She could we be. Don't know. I mean, I guess it's also like a biker symbol too, right? Yeah, like, like, I'm, I'm sure it's not, but I, I, I do think the, the whole thing is uh, kind of peculiar yes you know, that's a word for it that's a great way to put it uh, i mean could she last through this i mean it doesn't i mean i as a republican we all know she would have already resigned yes. right like if this was a republican yeah. oh, it's so california people it's, well, it's california yeah. maybe not, not only that but it would have actually been in the mainstream media oh it'd been a huge I story i haven't seen it anywhere <laughs> we've made this example before can you imagine if ted cruz was naked <laughs> oh. through uh, staffer's hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a million reasons why that's absurd no, but i mean uh, he would have been out immediately. Any Republican, I think, would have been out immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, because it's not just the, the, the affairs and the lying and the photos. It's, it's the Me Too thing, I thought, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to even have consensual relationships. The with power the dynamic. Power. Yeah. The power dynamic. Yeah. She can't consent because of the power she dynamic. can't consent. Can you, I mean, is there a more demeaning thing you could say so about somebody? Stupid. What do you mean you can't consent? Right. Someone who's She's 25 22. years old. This was Come 22, on. yeah. 22-year-old person can't consent? I've always hated that argument because it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like they're like Monica Lewinsky. She was just an intern. It's like, well, she was an adult, too. <coughs> Let's, I, like, mm-hmm. she made a decision. She wanted to do this. She enjoyed it at the time. She liked it at the time. We can all retroactively slide this into the Me Too, uh, you know, lane. But in reality, she was an adult. And, and this is like the most dramatic thing ever. This is a president of the United States. Women are not, you know, uh, helpless little victims of everything. Like, they also have choices. They also have the ability of their own free agency to make their own decisions with their lives, even when they're only in their 20s. Well, it is interesting, too, because they say that when it comes to the Me Too movement that women can't consent. But, you know, you've also got uh, seven-year-olds being given puberty blockers to to consent to change their gender. You've also got a movement to try to get uh, little girls to have abortions without the consent of their parents. Mm -hmm. So they can consent then, but now all of a sudden they grow up. Yeah, they want to lower the voting age to what, 16? Yeah. You know, but yeah, when they get get to be in their mid-20s, God forbid, they they can actually say yes or no. I mean, look, there are, the Me Too thing envelops way too many things. Um, uh, it, It really should be focused on forcible sexual harassment, right? It should not be focused on consensual relationships, like the whole Kamala Harris thing, mm-hmm. right? Kamala Harris is an underling of uh, Willie, Willie Brown, Brown, right? And they have this whole thing, and it probably helps her in her career, and there's a lot of reasons to have a problem with that, but to act as if she's the victim of some Me Too thing is not appropriate. It's not right. Like, the bottom line is women get to make their own choices, too. It's not just guys. We don't get to tell you when you get to make your own decisions, when you can and cannot consent. That's total bullcrap. I also saw uh, really quickly a, a new there's a new study, you know, they do these campus sexual assault studies where they say, you know, like 99% of females will be victimized by sexual assault on this campus. But mm-hmm. yet when you look at the criteria that they include for oh, sexual it's assault, it's like a guy winking acc- at you in class. Yeah. Someone accidentally like brushed by you or something and that yeah. counts as somehow assault. Uh, so those are always very skewed. Yeah, I'm just glad I when I went to college, none of this was like a thing. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how people date anymore. Oh, I, I'm so glad I'm married. I'm like, I don't yeah, know how too. anyone would do it. Terrified. You'd have to have your date sign a contract yeah. before you guys went out. I know. That, like they wouldn't come back later and I mean, sue you for something. The president File of the United States, President Obama, go in front of people and tell the American people 
that American colleges have a higher rape rate than the Rwandan genocide. <laughs> that is legitimately something that came out of his... He didn't say it in those terms, but he, the, the stats one he used... One in five. One in five, and I think it was 14% of women are, were uh, in the Rwandan genocide were raped. No, first of all, <laughs> obviously we all know that's not true, right? Like every single one yeah. of us, yeah. intuitively yeah. we know. Yeah. Secondarily, and much worse than like cities like Detroit and all the, like the worst crime areas in, in America... Um, but we all know this is, isn't true, number one. Number two, why the hell are parents sending girls to college? Right. Like, uh, keep them, t- yeah. go on the University of Phoenix, take it online. <laughs> this is, for God's sake. We'll be back in a minute. It's like, uh, it's so, and they just keep saying it and saying it as if it could possibly be true. Before we head into overtime, uh, don't forget if you have not bought a raffle ticket for the Mercedes-Benz that's being given away at the M1 ball this year, you got to go buy one. Also, the live auction, it's its online right now. You can bid on all of the items that they have. They've got some amazing vacation getaways. Uh, they've got uh, essential oil diffusers for hippies like me. They've got all sorts of stuff. And if you're in the Dallas area, join us at the M1 ball. It's tomorrow at the Omni Hotel. These two guys will be here. You should come, too. I didn't Mercury- org slash M1Ball. Uh, overtime starts next. Can I wear a tuxedo t-shirt? Yes. <laughs> Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. All right, before we uh, get into it, we want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn, wherever you are, thank you, because it's Glenn's company uh, that he and his wife founded after they had had some, I guess you could say, troubles with uh, their real estate agents. Being in radio, you guys move all the time. All the time. So you would be the uh, the pros in knowing when your real estate agent sucks. You'd think so, but I don't think we've necessarily nailed that. This is why you need the service, right? Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, you're going to a new area. It's it's hard to know who's good and who isn't, right? You're just basically mm-hmm. guessing. You know? I'm still using Craigslist. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we've got we've got a service for you, oh, Giancarlo. It's right. uh, realestateagentsitrust.com. They've actually done all the vetting for you. So they've done all of the homework on all of these real estate agents to make sure that they are the top real estate agents in their area. They are going to get you the best solution possible for uh, you and your family's needs. They've already done that homework. And all you have to do is you go to the website. Trust me, because we just did it uh, last week and we met with our real estate agent this week. Um, You go to the website, you type in your information and your zip code, you hit send, and then they call you within like, I mean, we had a real estate agent. We did it late, right? We did it after hours. We still had a real estate agent call us at eight o'clock that night. That's great. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you are really getting the cream of the crop. You got to go to realestateagentsitrust.com if you are looking to buy or sell your home. So, Tulsi Gabbard, she just does not fit in the Democratic Party. I, I just yeah. I don't see no. how she survives. Not in today's Democrat Party. No. She she's, doesn't. She's not even running for re-election now. No, yeah. No, oh, she, really? She yes. bailed on that? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Well, yeah. I'm not surprised. I, don't, I mean, I think she probably would lose because she's coming out as, she's too friendly to the right, right? She's but, too reasonable. She's yeah. too sane. Yeah, yeah. she mm-hmm. just comes off as, you know, look, and she's not. If you look at her policy <laughs> prescriptions for 99% of things, she's like nowhere yeah. near sane. She was, I mean, she was a, like a major campaign head for Bernie Sanders' campaign in 2006. This is not yeah. a conservative, but she just comes off as relatively rational on a few things, and that separates her completely from the rest of the, the pack. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like also her life must be exhausting, because if you're a congressperson from Hawaii, 
commuting back and <laughs> forth is insane. Yeah. So when I used to live in DC, I lived near Capitol Hill, and I used to see her like in coffee shops on weekends while most members were back in their districts. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she just must be incredibly tired too. And in, in addition to having to deal with all this crap. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, she, of course. Well, a couple days ago, we talked about the Republicans who stormed the gates of the secret congressional hearings that Adam Schiff was uh, conducting. And it was this big deal. I know, Stu, you mentioned it's just a circus. You know, you thought like, okay, the, uh, both sides are just trying to make it into this big presentation, this theatrical yeah. drama. I, to, the, to put a, a final exclamation point on that, um, the, the Republicans um, are saying that they can't get in for these hearings. There are 47 Republicans eligible to be in the room. Really? 47. You don't need to bust down the walls. Ask one of the other 47 people in your party what went on. Like, it's obviously a show. That doesn't mean that the process is a good one. It doesn't mean it's a legitimate investigation. But it is It is absurd theater. But aren't they supposed to, aren't the people who are in there supposed to keep it secret? Um, like, I know they're, I know they're leaking, the leaking certain crazy, things, right. but yeah. they're supposed to keep it a secret, I think. They are. I mean, it's because it's a, you know, the whole secret room and you're yeah. not supposed to record any of it. But we all know the leaks are coming out. We yeah. all know that they talk to each other. I mean, it's not, you know, we all know it's going to come out anyway. And and at the end of the day, we should be clear. Like, there's no, there's this talk about how they're going to keep this as a private thing and impeach the president in private. I don't think there's any chance that that's happening. They, they're going to want to get the right witnesses in front of the American people because they're going to want them to make their case. Mm-hmm. So they will bring them out eventually. And that's why this is, in a, in, a, in a sort of like roundabout way, a little nonsensical. Because at some point, the Republicans lose this argument about it being behind closed doors. You better have something else to go to. Because they don't, they don't seem to be defending him on the, on the actual stuff that's going on. They're, they're defending him on, well, they shouldn't keep that stuff secret. And it's like, well, they know what's going on. We all have seen the testimony that's that's released. It's just it just seem like they're they're going down this road because it's the only road they can see clearly right now. But they better get their stuff put together over the next few weeks. I don't know why, and I think we talked about this the other day on on, on Glenn's show. Um, I don't know why the president doesn't just embrace. Okay, yeah, I had this conversation, and uh, as always happens in these negotiations, I said, yeah, we're we're not going to give you the the aid until. Uh, you investigate American corruption for the good of the country. Mm-hmm. Just remove it from from any election. It's it's in the interest of the nation that that happens. We can't just give a billion dollars or one point eight billion dollars to just anybody who's doing anything. We want to make sure that they're not corrupt. We want to ensure the fact that uh, corrupt Americans aren't working with them. Mm-hmm. That's all in the interest of the American people. Just take it away from the politics of it. Elizabeth Warren practically said the same thing in her uh, policy, her proposed policy with Israel. She said that she would withhold right. money from that. Sure the judge as well. Yeah. The judge said the same thing. And there's well, a lot more not... money involved there than there is with, with Ukraine. Not to mention Joe Biden. I mean, it's like, okay, well, I, that would be a good play for Donald Trump to say, yeah, I did it. And if you want to say that that's uh, some terrible offense, why don't you get rid of your boy Joe Biden first and then right. come back and talk to me? Go tell him to drop out. Because he's on tape saying he said he did this. Yeah, like the notion that we don't precondition aid upon a certain set of deliverables or or like like you doing X, 
Sometimes that X could also involve, you need to buy your defense products from such and such companies, which yeah. are American mm-hmm. companies, which are also donors to whoever's in the Oval Office. We do that stuff all the time. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, so this, every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Mulvaney got beat up for, for his uh, appearance, and he <clears throat> didn't deliver the information well. But no, that's a he much, wasn't wrong. But he's right. Like, it, yeah. there's not, this is a much better tack for them. And I will say, like, I don't think anything I've seen so far has been impeachable, but like, their competence in handling this so far is terrible. borderline impeachable. No, it's like, terrible. It's, a, it's like the quid pro quo thing is driving me nuts. Stop yeah. fighting that point. It's right. it blatantly happened, right? Like, Leave it yes, alone. it happened. They said that they, you know, and you can say it wasn't for political because that's where I think they should go. Is say, look, this was for the, the right. good of the, of the right. country. I mean, there are parts of the testimony that say, that that can put some doubt on that, and that like it does seem like he wasn't actually asking for an investigation. He was asking for an announcement of an investigation on CNN, which that doesn't really mean. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know why you'd want that per se. It was political. We all know it was at least partially political, but he should just focus on what the good of the country. And yep. we do condition this aid all the time. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the get over it thing. I can see how Mulvaney got there. If we don't right condition aid, we should. Yeah. That's a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. And we lose yeah. sight of that all the time. Mm-hmm. $1.8 billion is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should have to do something for us <laughs> in order to get it. I you should. completely yeah, agree. Like, like, what Trump has to say is, Look, this happened, but I'm focused on the needs of the American people, yeah. and shift his entire focus to that instead of like ch- like yep. ch- chasing this around. That's actually yep. what Clinton did in the in, in the late '90s with the Lewinsky affair. Yep. He says, "All right, you guys are are going to do the circus. I'm going to take care of whatever the American people need." And the people loved it. The people reacted very positively to that. Yep. So I think like that's what he should be doing. But you know, the, the president and the Republicans in Congress with with their PR, they're not doing a very good job. Uh, Well, back to Tulsi Gabbard really quickly. So while she didn't condone the theatrics going on within the uh, the Republican Party, she did at least agree with their sentiment that this impeachment inquiry needs to be a little more open. Watch. I think it needs to be a transparent process. You know, I have long expressed my concern uh, about going through impeachment proceedings in a very, very partisan way because it'll only further tear apart an already divided country. My interest and concern is for the well-being of our country and our democracy as we move forward. I think there are areas of concern that were raised around the conversations that happened between Trump and the Ukrainian president, which is why I supported the inquiry. I think that inquiry needs to be done in a very narrowly focused way, and it must be done transparently. I don't know what's going on uh, in those closed doors. We as members of Congress don't have access to the information that is being shared, and I think that the American people deserve to know exactly what the facts are, what the evidence is that's being presented as this inquiry goes on. All right, they've got to push her. That's up somebody now. you can deal with. Yeah, yeah, and they can't have that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so let's let's think about this. She's already come out and said, "I don't support third trimester abortion." Right. That you can't do that in the, in the no, Democratic Party that. right now. No, you can't. Now she's coming out and saying, "Hey, we need." She said, "I believe we should have the impeachment inquiry." Yeah. She finally came mm-hmm. around and, and to that conclusion and said that. She's just saying it needs to be more open. They're, they've got to be pushing her to drop out any day now. Yeah, I think that like progressivism is almost like a form of religion where yeah. they view themselves as completely infallible. I think it's almost. I think it's there. Yeah, so it's a religion. So like, you need to be in complete and absolute agreement with everything they say. If not, they, they, they cast you aside as morally inferior. Now, I, I, I do just want to point out, almost as a side note, she looks like a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, she does, and I complimented like the white the first time she wore it. I just wonder if she needs like more wardrobe 
because she's just <laughs> always in this mm-hmm. same white. She looks great, though. She yeah, does. She looks, she looks like an angel, doesn't she? She yeah, just she looks very angelic, like, like Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I'll say most people still don't know who the hell she is. So like you know you've seen her in white ninety seven times on the show. Most people have not seen her at all in any yeah. in any color. Um, and I, it, like, there's a sane parallel universe where like she's the left wing candidate that is winning, right? Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely. She, her, she's great delivery. She's a serious person. Mm-hmm. She comes off as almost like you could almost argue she comes off as boring because she's so yeah. serious and well spoken. But like, uh, you know, she's gonna make she's gonna make a wonderful Secretary of Defense in the Biden administration. That's where she winds up. I think if Biden wins, she's been on Biden. I mean, she has defended his back mm-hmm. every single time on every single issue. If they do not have a mm-hmm. pact behind the scenes, I they shocked. must. They do. Oh, they she, must. She nuked Kamala Harris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And Destroyed her. When that's when yeah. Harris was the problem. And then when yeah. Warren became the problem, she went after Warren. And yeah. when Sanders was the problem, she went after Sanders. Um, although she hasn't really gone after Sanders all that much as she supported him in the past. It's just the, the bottom line here is that she just does not fit this party. She's, she's, she's too methodical and rational, she's even not, though she's she has a Marxist. Marxist. Positions. Yeah. 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 I mean, she yeah. might even be a Marxist. I mean, she's like, you listen to, you look at her views. Some of her views are way to the left of yeah. where, like, Biden is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is sensible on enough things that it's like, you can't, she stands out. And you look white. at her wardrobe, <laughs> and it's pantsuits, just like yes. Hillary. Yeah. Yes. And yet, nothing like Hillary. Nothing yeah. like Hillary. Nothing I like. just think it was, it was interesting uh, to see how well Russia has trained her to be so well-spoken <laughs> yeah, right. and, you know, so reasonable. Yeah. and They're good at that. They really are. Just they like must... Ivan Drago's wife. <laughs> the <Wait>. same situation. <laughs> but what, was it Russia? Because now Hillary's saying it was, she meant to say Republicans is what she actually Is said. that what she's saying? Yeah. Now? Shut Rebecca. up. Yeah, so now. She did what? not say that. So, so now, like, her communication spokesperson oh. or something is saying. Stop. Oh yeah, is, is, is saying that she was being misquoted, that what she was saying was Republicans. What do you mean misquoted? There's audio of it. I know, but. That's that's what they're saying now. They're, like, they're gaslighting she, people. So Jill oh Stein gosh. was also a Republican agent. Yeah, she said both of them were. She said Stein yeah. was a Russian agent, didn't she? she I yeah. yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she said, said that both exactly of them. That. She absolutely yeah. said Russian on both of them. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Wow. Do you think she's, think she's going to jump in the in the race? I hope so. Really? That's like a third party situation. Absolutely. Do you hope she does? You mean Hillary? Yeah, Hillary running. Oh, Hillary. Oh, yeah. I hope so. It would it would be a total S show. Yes, it would be. It would yes. be. Nice, would. nice work on that. You, you yeah, yeah, I think, yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think she sees how well Elizabeth Warren is doing, and it's driving her out of her mind. Mm. She can't stand the thought that Elizabeth Warren might be the first woman president and not her. That's her birthright, she thinks. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think she gets into the race. I, I still don't. I still don't think she's going to get in. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Um, mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, though, to try to put this together this yeah. late already. Uh, and, you know, I think... There's hopefully enough people around her that say, hey, Hillary, just so you know, everyone in the Democratic Party hates you. Like, this is not a borderline issue. Like, yeah, they, but she doesn't believe that. No. So she yeah. won, but she won the popular vote. No, she I thinks know. she's going to win yep. but like, all of it. And, well, because time. she thinks that it was everyone else's fault that she right. lost in the first place. It's the Russians, the sun was in her eyes, the wind was blowing that day. Yeah, she just, she's got every excuse in the world for it. Yeah. Yeah. Bill was smart enough, I think, to like kind of like take a st- step back. Nobody sees Bill anymore. He's like, hey, yeah. hey guys, yeah. I'm going to take a break now. <laughs> You know, he, did, he well, wrote his book and went on his little tour. Yeah, but like, but, but, but remember, do you remember those crazy uh, interviews that came from that? No. Where they were asking him about all the Me Too stuff. That was a wild yeah, time. Yeah, and then yeah. after, right after that, he just kind of disappeared. Disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things, though. Like, sometimes when you lose, um, you are embraced. Like, people will be like, gosh, I wish that person was still here, you know? And other mm-hmm. times, it's the opposite. It's like, you know, Russell Wilson threw the worst interception in the history of football. 
he threw a two-yard interception on the one-yard or the two-yard line uh, the, to lose the Super Bowl. But yet he has never, no one has ever criticized the guy over it. Like, it's a fascinating <laughs> thing. Um, yeah. And other people like, you know, have, you Scott Norwood, who missed a field goal at the end of the Super Bowl against the Giants, is like... Still the, hears about the, that. Still hears about it. It's like Bill Buckner, poor Bill Buckner, was like, you know, until mm-hmm. the end of his life, uh, was tortured by these horrible moments. Sometimes they want you back when you lose in a big game. Other times... You, you were looked at as like, oh, my God, you're just a terrible memory. And that's how they look at Hillary. They look at that this is the most winnable election in history for Democrats in their eyes. You've unleashed the Satan himself onto, onto us. Uh, and, and they look at that and say, like, well, that's unforgivable you lost that race. They blame her for it. Mm-hmm. They don't embrace her and, oh, we wish we had her back. And I don't, if she doesn't recognize that, it's, it's, I, I don't know if she can recognize I don't think anything. she does. Yeah, yeah she has I no she does. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't have an emotional intelligence. So. Uh, all right. Yesterday's poll, are you proud of your country? Oh, boy. 92% of you said yes. 8% of you said no. <laughs> Who are they? Which I would like to believe are, you're, these are like Canadians taking part in our are voting, so they're just not proud of their own country. Maybe you're from the UK. <laughs> or I wouldn't, I wouldn't it, be proud if I lived there either. Is it the problem that, you know, we've got this trans thing going on with seven-year-olds. That's we've true. got, you know, the the crap show that is the Democrat Party making all this noise. Maybe it's that. Thank you, Pat, for your you're optimism. Welcome. You're welcome. I like that much better mm-hmm. than, uh, than the alternative. I made it too. Yeah, that's, what, that's what you're I here for, though, right? To look you at just, it you're so way. optimistic all the time. I love it. Uh, today's poll, according to a national survey, 67% of Americans believe that the nation is nearing a civil war. Mm. Do you think that that's true? Do you think the nation is close to a civil war? Now, here are your options yes, no, and we are in an ideological war. Stu, what do you think? Uh, I think we're in an ideological war. I do not think we're near a civil war, actually. Um, I think we will not uh, have one. But again, you know, who knows? I mean, you never know where these things go. If Glenn was here, he'd say yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> Pat. I think it's ideological. Yeah. yeah. I, think we're in an, I think we're in a cold war internally where people are fighting amongst themselves and where companies are uh, trying to change the culture from, like, top down. Yeah. yeah. Um, I tend to agree with you guys. We're in an ideological war. But I'm just saying... If it gets to a civil war, I'm just glad I'm on the side with the guns. That's <laughs> all I'm, I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, let us know. Money on red states. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and place that bet right now. Uh, let us know what you think. You can go to the Blazes Twitter, gentlemen. Thanks for being here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for saying you're welcome. See this. Uh, Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.